time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, go to Facebook and join the tribe that's uh, coming together, talking about good stuff, the truth we need so desperately in our age. And uh, Jeff Kinley, author, speaker, just go there. A lot of people uh, ask to friend me on Facebook, and uh, and I want to point them to my my ministry page because, <laughs> to be honest, my ministry page is much more interesting than uh, than my personal page. So uh, Jeff Kinley, author, speaker. Then, of course, in Twitter is Jeff Kinley, Instagram Jeff Kinley as well, and uh, you can follow me there. We can follow each other, in fact. You follow me, I'll follow you back, okay? Sounds good. Hey, listen, a uh, couple of quick things before we jump into this new topic for today. First of all, to remind you that 2019 is going to be a fantastic year. And one of the reasons is because we're coming together to sponsor this incredible cruise. That's right. We're cruising in the Caribbean in September in a Prophecy at Sea cruise, a special Caribbean cruise all about Bible prophecy. And uh, there's going to be five of us speakers there. Uh, joining myself would be Dr. David Reagan, Billy Crone, Don Perkins, and Tom Hughes, all incredible communicators and experts in the field of Bible prophecy. And we're going to have a blast. September the 6th through the 11th, we sail from Galveston, Texas. It's an incredibly affordable cruise, five-day cruise with stops in Costa Maya and Cozumel, and you can find out more at Prophecy at Sea, that's S-E-A, prophecyatsea.com. All your questions are answered there. You can send emails and ask more questions if you want to. There's videos you can watch. And um, I think you'll really, really enjoy it. We're, we're going to have a blast on this thing. So uh, space is limited. So go there and uh, just click on the Jeff Kinley uh, button there to say, hey, Jeff Kinley told me about this. Second thing is uh, my new book, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy is so exciting to me because it really does give you the kind of the boots on the ground tools that you need to understand what God says in his prophetic word. And the uh, the chapters really, there are 10 chapters in there and they really unlock what scripture really says about Bible prophecy. And uh, you're going to uh, engage so many incredible topics uh, in this little book. Uh, there's uh, how to understand prophecy, how to interpret prophecy, uh, the six biggest mistakes that people make with prophecy today, how to spot counterfeit truths out there, how to identify uh, what is false teaching or even a false prophet. Um, I talk about exploring some of the unfulfilled prophecies that are still yet on the horizon. What do we see happening right now that tells us we're living in the end times? Uh, other things like examining the major views on prophecy. You know, a lot of confusion today on what are the different views? What are people, some people, you know, you go to this church and go, well, we don't even believe in that. You know, what are the views? And uh, what, are, what are some biblical basis uh, for some of these views? I talk about prophecy apologetics, end times apologetics, using Bible prophecy on a way to help people be convinced of the truth of God's word and of the fact that the things that God has said is going to happen are actually going to happen. And then uh, two final chapters that are just, just loaded for bear. Uh, how prophecy is relevant to the church today in terms of building up the body of Christ. Scripture tells us to build up the body of Christ. And that was a strange noise I heard in the background. 
Uh, we're having uh, incredibly high winds here up on the mountain right now. And so that may have been my roof coming off. I have no idea. Anyway, over here in the little house. Uh, and then a final chapter in this book on preparing for Jesus' return. How do you have a certain hope and a pure heart in talking about the return of Jesus Christ? So that's the second thing what you know about, the Prophecy Cruise, the new book, and then a free book that is absolutely free to you is a book called By Faith that I've written, a little ebook, By Faith, The Rugged Adventure of Following God. Faith is not easy, especially in the world in which we live, but guess what? It's never been easy. And so I examine in this little ebook 12 uh, chapters on some of the, you know, just the rugged um, followers of, of God throughout history, uh, throughout uh, biblical history, and what we can learn from their examples. And, and really, it just kind of like, you know, rips the halo off their heads and, and takes you down to where they really lived and a point where you can identify with these folks. You say, Jeff, how do I get this free book? Go to jeffkinley.com, sign up for my e newsletter, and uh, you will be immediately uh, emailed a link on how to download this uh, ebook, and you can look at it on your computer, on your Kindle, or in your, you know, your um, iPad or your phone or whatever. But uh, but it's free. It's called By Faith. All right, cool. Hey, let's let's get in our topic for today. I want to talk to you today about the depth of God. Okay, and and specifically from an applicational standpoint, how do we experience more of the depth of God? What does that even look like? Okay. You know, when I was in college, uh, I worked at the um, at uh, Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina, for a summer, and uh, my job there was I worked at a a campground, a KOA campground. I don't even know what that means, but KOA campground, Campers of America or Campgrounds of America, something like that. Anyway, my job was to mow the grass and to pick up trash. That was my job. I was such an important part of that team there in Myrtle Beach, and so I had to, I had a stick with a uh, like a nail in the end of it and I would poke trash and put it into a sack and then I would go mow, you know, what, what wasn't sand, I mowed, you know, kind of thing. And uh, you know what, I'll have to admit, I was not really uh, committed to excellence in my job. Now, I, I did my job, you know, and I got a paycheck and I came home, it was a little college job, right? But I, I want to tell you, I just got by in that job. I did just enough to get by. And, you know, looking back, you know, maybe that wasn't the greatest uh, approach to a job like that. Uh, but I was just kind of there. I mean, I did it. You know, if you say, hey, do you work here? I said, yes. The boss would say, yes. But did I do a great job? I mean, was I really great at what I did, you know? And I think a lot of Christians are like that today in their lives. They're just doing enough to get by. You know, they, they maybe they get up on Sunday mornings or maybe they're like most Christians who give church two Sundays a month. But they... You know, they, they go to church and they're there and they go through all of the activities and follow through the motions that you're supposed to do. But, um, you know, how much of it is really sinking in and are they really going past the next level? You know, they're really going any deeper. Uh, my wife and I were eating at a um, at a Mexican restaurant the other day and uh, it was just the two of us in this little restaurant. And when it was time to, to pay the bill. Uh, I went up to the uh, to the owner of the restaurant. It's from Mexico, and I told him in Spanish. I told him I was full, and that I, that I'd had just a great meal. I said, "Oh, you speak Spanish?" You know, we started talking in Spanish, and then my wife uh, made the mistake of saying that, uh, "Oh, yeah, yeah, my husband he has a degree in Spanish and all this other stuff." And then the owner all of a sudden thought, "Oh, well, he must be really good," and yeah, I did. You know, take Spanish in high school. I actually won the Spanish award in my high school, 
and went on to college and majored in Spanish. And I've been to Mexico many, many times. But here's the deal. I, I got stuck at a certain level in speaking Spanish. And, and I just can't really go any faster or any deeper or any broader than that because I just hadn't pursued it. You know, I haven't practiced. I haven't really needed to, but I haven't really practiced it that much. That's what I told this fellow. I said, hey, I don't practice it very much. And so, therefore, my vocabulary is limited and, you know, I can't speak as fast. It takes me a few seconds to kind of comprehend what you just said. And, again, that's the way a lot of Christians are. We just kind of get to the, you know, maybe just the semi-intermediate level, but we never really go deeper with God. We're just we're just satisfied, you know. We're just content to stay at this level and, and, you know, we just want to be able to say, where's the bathroom in, in, the, in the other language? You know? But we really don't want to be able to converse and to be fluent in our Christianity. I guess that's what I'm saying. How do you get fluent in your Christianity? And, you know, here, here's the deal. God designed for all of us to be fluent in our faith. Did you know that? Did you know that, that the Bible, uh, in case you've read the Bible and you're in you know, you, you may not be one of the only 19% of Christians in America who read their Bibles every day. But if, if you're someone who is vaguely familiar with the Bible, you know there's a lot in the Bible that you don't know, and you, you readily admit that. There's a lot in the Bible you don't understand. You admit that too. But there are things in the Bible that, that you really haven't engaged. You know, you, you haven't taken the full course. It's like, um, you know... It's a bad illustration, but it's like going to Disney World or going to a theme park, and you come home, you know, after a couple of days, and people say, oh, what'd you do? Well, we did this and this and this. Oh, did you did you go here? Did you ride? Oh, no, we didn't have time to do that. You know, you just kind of see kind of the highlights, but you don't see all of the great stuff that's there. And I think that's the way a lot of Christians are with the Bible. And, and so in this week's podcast, I really want to tackle this whole idea of the depth of God. And I want to do it from... Ephesians chapter three, uh, Ephesians chapter three is is a it's a real chapter of depth in Scripture, and uh, you know there's there's easy levels in Scripture, and then there's levels that really do kind of challenge your your thinking, and this is one of them. And in Ephesians chapter three, there is a uh, you know he he talks about in verse three he talks about the mystery, you know that that God made known to Paul through a special revelation this mystery you know and uh, the, the mystery of Christ he says in verse in verse 4 and um and that mystery of course is the church but he goes on in verse 8 to talk about the unfathomable riches of Christ you see the depth there unfathomable i mean that's probably not a word that you or i've used in the past you know 5 years but it it refers to something that you can't touch the bottom you know it's like when they found the Titanic, what, I don't know, two miles down or however down, far down it was. It's a long way down if you think about it. Well, there is no bottom to the riches of Christ. It's unfathomable. You can't plumb the depths. You can't find the bottom of it. And that's part of what uh, Paul is talking about. In verse 10, he talks about the, the manifold wisdom of God. Or the the multicolored wisdom of God is really what he's talking about there. And so he's talking about, you know, God's wisdom is like colors on a spectrum. You know, there's so it's almost an infinite, well, it really is an infinite amount of colors on this spectrum of God's wisdom. 
How much of that wisdom have you tapped into? You know, I mean, how much have you seen of that wisdom? How much have you studied? How much have you embraced? How much have you appropriated into your own life? There's so much there. Are you taking advantage of the of the multicolored manifold wisdom of God? Are you trying to dive deep into the the riches of Christ? They're there. They're right there for us uh, in Scripture. In verse 11, he refers to the this uh, the eternal purpose of God, which was carried out through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal purpose. I mean, think about the depth of that, the breadth of that. It's like eternal, right? It's not just, oh, it's big. Oh, it's mega big. Oh, man, it's incredibly big. No, it's eternal. This purpose of God, it goes on forever. So in this little chapter here, he he goes through and, and, and really verses, um, verses 2 through 13 are sort of a parenthesis. And because uh, he begins by saying, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of, the Gen- of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, and he picks the thought up again in verse 14, for this reason, so he's like, get back to my original thought, that you have been brought into the body of Christ. He says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. You know, Paul was a man who prayed for those to whom he ministered. Paul was a man of prayer. You know, <clears throat> do you know anybody who's a person of prayer? I mean, do you know anyone that if you were to say, I need prayer, it's not just, hey, my friend will pray for me or, you know, this person, will do but they, they, this person goes to God. I mean, they bow their knees before God and they intercede on your behalf. I would, I would venture to say that you and not many people listening to my voice know that many people who do that for, for you. I mean, who really prays for you? And when people tell me they're praying for my ministry, let me tell you something, that means a great deal to me. And there are people who regularly pray for my ministry. And, and, and there are moments when I, I just really sense that someone is praying for me. There, was a, there becomes a breakthrough in my ministry. Something happens that just tells me something supernatural has gone on behind the scenes. There are people who pray for my ministry. Uh, there are people who partner with, with this ministry financially who give $8 a month or $20 a month or $50 a month or whatever, but they, they want to help this ministry go forward. Hey, that's what Paul was doing for these people. And they were investing in his ministry, by the way. And he was in turn praying for them and ministering to them. So he says, I, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Now, Paul is not talking about the universal fatherhood of God and the universal brotherhood of God there. That is not the context in which Paul is, is speaking. And, if, and when you check Paul's other writings, you'll find out he doesn't believe in that type of thing. It's exclusively through Jesus Christ that any of us have a relationship with the Father. The family he's talking about is the family of faith. And he's saying, hey, whether you're up in heaven and you've already died and gone on, or whether you're here on the earth, you get your name from the Father. You get your identity from the Father who created you and who redeemed you, who pursued you. And he's saying, I I bow my knees before that Father, that Father that has given you a new name. He says, and this is his prayer request, he says that he would grant you according to the riches of, 
of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. Now just hang with me for a second. I'll have a couple minutes left to unpack, to begin to unpack that. To be according to the riches of his glory. Now that that little phrase according to uh, simply means this. If I said, um, if I said I'm going to send you a financial gift in accordance with my bank account, in accordance to my bank account, then you would go, okay, well, that means uh, the gift would be relative to the amount of money you had in the bank, right? Exactly. So if if a person who has uh, $1,000 in the bank says, I'm going to give you a gift according to my bank account, then you know it's somewhere between zero and 1000 But if someone says, you know, I have $10 million in the bank, I'm going to give you something according to my bank account, then you're likely to receive a giant gift. What God is getting ready to grant to you comes out of the riches of his glory. Okay, it's in accordance to those riches. So he has a lot to give you. So he's not just flipping a coin your way, what he's about to get into. He's giving you something big here. So what is that big thing? Well, he tells us right there in the verse. He says that you would be strengthened with power. Strengthened with power. Now think about this for a second. You need power to get through your day. You need to be energized with a supply of power to make it through your day, to get through your job, to get through school, to get through your, your daily routine, your activities, to overcome, to, to survive under difficult circumstances that you might be going through right now, whether it be, you know, something financial or health related or just, you know, people or emotions or you know, circumstances that you find yourself in, you need power. And what God is saying in this verse right here is that power does not come from you. It's not something that you just, you, you know, you bite your lip and you just get on through it. That's not what he's talking about. He says here that you would be strengthened with power through his spirit, through his spirit. God's spirit is the source of your power. He's the only source of your power. He, he's the one who can supply you to be able to do what you don't think you can do. That's the whole point. And so we call upon a power that is greater than ourselves to help us get through the things that we cannot get through by ourselves. And so Paul is praying that we would experience the strength of that power that comes through God's Holy Spirit that lives within us, okay? And where does that happen? Well, he says it in the last part of the verse. He says it happens in the inner man, in the inner person. So it's not just an add-on to our life. It's something that comes from within where the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So the first thing that we learn about this, this depth of God is that there is a depth of power that God wants to, to give to us, and this power is available to all Christians. It's not just for, you know, preachers or authors or speakers or, you know, celebrity Christians, super saints, you know, people that have this amazing testimony or whatever. No, no, no. It's for every single Christian, and that includes you. So you have available to you the strengthening of power for everything you need to do through the Holy Spirit who lives in you 
and it begins on the inside. And that's part of what God wants to do. It's part of the depth that he wants to accomplish in you. Hey, I'll pick up on this thought uh, coming up this Friday. Uh, Between now and then, hey, go get that free book that I'm offering you. And don't forget about my new book, Uncovering the Secrets of Bible Prophecy. I'll talk to you Friday. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.